Episode 33 of A Beer with Sam and Peter. I'm still Sam, he's still Peter, and it's been a few episodes since I since I led with that, I think. Has it? People might have gotten confused about who was Sam and who was Peter and that we were still here. Yeah. And we yeah, hadn't well, changed Well, anything. I'm still here, and I'm still Peter. Yeah, we're actually... And you're still Sam. We've been here since the last episode. <laughs> Funnily enough. Who yeah. would have thunk it? You know what? Just before we get off track too much, we need to do this because we need to synchronize it for once. Oh, almost. So we're drinking beer from a can again today. Again. So we can't uh, synchronize the clinking. It just doesn't work. We're drinking... uh, Bolter Brewing. Yeah, Bolter Brewing. Bolter's XPA. And it's it's quite potent beer, actually, is what I've noticed. It's Mm. it's a little can. It's like a Coke can. It's 1.5 standard drink, so it's like 5% alcohol. Yeah. Heavies. Yeah, and Peter has some connection to to it. Yeah, so Bolter Brewing is this little brewery... um, at the Gold Coast? Yes, I think they're at the Gold Coast. I'm trying to read the label to help you. Yep, they're at Corumban. Yes, Corumban. Yes, 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 Corumban. Um, and the company that I'm working for, uh, we did some work for them not that long you ago. You gave them some gas. Yeah, gave them some CO2 for making their fun beers. Um, Very cool. So we got to go out there and see how their whole operation works and yeah. see their brewery and their canning line and... We that have sort of a connection. We have a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is the only beer they do. They're XPA. Um, but they do... I think they do another one which has got a blue can. This is a green can. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's owned by like Mick Fanning and a bunch of other surfers. Oh, yeah? Own the company. But it's like just... It's basically just a little microbrewery in um, Corumban. Um, in terms of the beer... No, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think episode 31, we had a... Um, we were drinking... What were we drinking? It was Sopporo? 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 Something like that. It was a big, tall, canned beer, which had a very cool can. It was like a... Shaped like a schooner and it was very thick. Hefty but, can. But it was... If, if there was it, it was, was a ta- lager. The la- it was a lager and it was, for me, too close to... It was giving me like 4X flashbacks. Yeah. Because that's the only other beer I'd have in a, I've had in a can... And have you not drunk other beer in a can? Um, yeah, it's the only one. It's the only one I've had, and I didn't really like that because I don't really like Forex. And it's always giving me flashbacks. This, this, this is, is very much not. This 4X. is very different. Yeah, I can really separate the two. This is nice. It's one of those like uh, uh, I don't know. It's like Scandinavian or something like design. Is in it's like really minimal. It's like simple shapes, simple yeah, colors. Yeah, they've got, very, of... they've got a very good art design, I feel. Yeah, that's all um, we can talk about these did, days. Did we, say, did we say it's an XPA? It's an extra pale ale. Because I'm guessing because it's 1.5s in a can. Yeah. Um, But they do have a little blurb, which we can read out. Oh, yes, let's read the blurb. Which I'll read out. Nothing has beaten. It, no, nothing will beat uh, Dos Blocos. Dos Blocos is great. Um, but this one says, It might be pale, but there's nothing weak about this bad boy. Tropical and fl- uh, bleh, tropical and floral aromatics set off a fruity palate that will punch your taste buds in the pleasure zone. <laughs> Square in the pleasure zone. Power right in the pleasure zone. Yep. Uh, tailored for those who enjoy a fully hot beer that's still easy to drink. 
Well, that's nice. From us to you with that's enjoyment. That's nice. That's and the kind it's got of, a smiley face on the can. That's the kind of nice message that you'd expect instead of a Dos Blocos one about witches and the mole people. Yeah. Still, were, if, very, you, if, very you, straight if you're forward. very confused about that, you should either go back and listen to the episode where we did that or just look up Dos Blocos yep. and try and find weird, the, weird, the weird. blurb. But I think possibly my favorite one we've had this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Dos Blocos. Don't, don't, don't say it yet. There's so far. In store, yeah. So far. We'll whip out the donut beer sometime before the year is out. Yeah, no, we have to give it. I did see um, a passion fruit Ooh. pale ale in the in the shops when I bought I this. Like, I like fruity stuff. Yeah, so we should maybe try that one next. Mayhaps. I've never had any of these like proper fruit beers. I was watching always because I've thought I've been too scared to order them because yeah. it'd be like too girly. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, I understand. Um. You know what? Speaking of uh, social no- etiquette problems and things, I have that's that's a stretch. It's a stretch. I it's know. a stretch, but continue. I have a, a small rant. Um, we've been enjoying having a bit of rant at the start of every episode. So yeah, and I think we'll enjoy it more if you keep mentioning it each time we're about to have a rant. Yep, I think that'll that'll be really great. That's my business strategy. Yeah, I got him on landline and I talked it through, and that's my business strategy that I come up with. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, but today, today I must share this video. It's not quite as weird as uh, it's not quite as weird as challenging as that one where I found that bloody Wilson ball, which I still, I still haven't worked out exactly how that how that made sense, Peter. And no, I'm this no, close. Story, I know the story you're about to tell, and I'd just like to let all the listeners know that this is a quintessential <laughs> Sam story. All right. Well, you know what? Um, Other people might be anxious when we're dealing with this kind of shit, so. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, if you ever wanted some insight into <laughs> Sam the man, yeah. this will give you that insight. I'm a pretty independent, harsh, uncompromising guy, unless it comes to upsetting people that I've never met. I'm fine with upsetting people that I have met, as Peter can attest to. Oh yeah, many times. Um, but yes, I so I am a, a real regular uh, type guy, as in like, I, well, you know what, I, I'm pretty regular, but I know I'm as one of those trendy millennials who has. I have like a regular. He, place. he has a cafe. Yeah, my local, his local cafe. I, well, if I where find, he gets if smashed Avo and um, <laughs> no savory mints, and can't pay for my rent. Um, yeah. No, like I, so I, if I find a, something that I like, and I go somewhere that I like, and there's something that I can order that I like, I feel I feel like why would you ever change that? So if I if I find that, I'll just go back there and order it over and over again. I, I really like that. And I like that, you know, loyalty cards now are everywhere. So you get like a bit, some rewards. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, before in the podcast, but I've been going to this one place, uh, my local, my local street, uh, for do ages. Want, do you want to give them a plug? Seeing I don't think I will give them a plug because I'm just about to bad yeah. Up, yeah. And I've been going there for like five years. Yeah. Um, He's been going there to the extent where they know his name, they know his order. And they're about to name a pizza after me. Seriously? Yes. Um, but it's going to be a terrible pizza. I mean, that's a whole other thing. Like, you know, you get, if you, if you're a customer at a place and you're a regular, you get a, a meal made, like named after you. Not only do you have to, like you're obliged to eat it. Yeah. But also if someone else eats it and they think it's bad, like they'll blame you for it, you know? <laughs> Because <laughs> most of those meals, it's, it's, it's you, you get a regular a regular meal, like a, a meal named after a regular, because it's a weird order. Yeah. Know? Like, they're like, I want this, but replace the, the beef with chicken and add this strange thing. 
and then spin it around three times anti-clockwise yeah. and one time clockwise. A single plum floating a perfume served in a man's hat, that kind yeah. of thing. But uh, I didn't make this one, but people uh, people are going to blame me for it. I just know. I, I'm a big fan of the savoury mints. They should have a big picture of just oh, your face. Oh, nice face. That's the worst. They really should. Yeah. But I, I've been doing that for ages. They I have a gonna, code. I'm going to get them a framed portrait <laughs> of you to hang in their store. Of me leaving. Of me running. That time I ran. <laughs> we'll get to no, that. No, I'm going to use the picture of you in a cape. Oh, yeah. I did take a very bad picture of myself in a cape. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Uh, no, so I, I go there all the time. It's long enough for me to get a a, pe- a regular pizza named after me, even though I never eat pizza there. Uh, it's been long enough that, um, you know, I get discounts all the time. And my favorite thing is looking at the little docket that they write the order on because they actually have a code for me. So they add things to it. Like I always like, I love the potato bake, but I don't want to pay for the potato bake. <laughs> and uh, so if it's got like the little S something symbol on it, like, they'll know that this meal gets potato bake on the side. It's great. I love it. I love it. I know everyone in there so, by name. It, it's fantastic. So, you've been going there almost... You've been going there at least weekly for five years. Yeah, ordering, much, the, order, ordering the same thing. Yeah, how much exactly would you estimate you have spent? Yeah, you know in what? In the realm of probably a in couple the early, thousand dollars. It's right? tough because it's, it's fluctuated. In the early years... When I had disposable income and and no worries in the world, it was like first year uni. I would go there every day. How did you have disposable income in first year uni? I had money from. I worked at uh, Brumbies. Oh yeah, that's right. In high school, when I had a lot of money from that, I, I lost it all buying savoury mints. Mm. It was a solid investment. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 used, to, I used to get it every you. day, and back then it wasn't discounted, so. Uh, maybe I, I would day. spend $75 a week at Wiley's oh my god I think uh, now it's oh. like way less but back then I, it was probably $75 a week jeez so a lot don't get out your calculator I don't want to <laughs> do this um, no so and, and every every time I've been there you realize $75 a week, if you do that over a full 52 weeks, yeah. is $3,900. <laughs> I went on holiday. I know. But and there just, was a just assume that over the course of four years, prob- you, you spent $75 a week over th- for... Right. Over right. at least 52 weeks it has over been that We're years. getting into this event. I know, I know, but... That means you've pro- you have spent at least four thousand dollars there. Probably yes. Oh my god! Yeah. So it's a big deal, right? It is a big deal, and I've ordered the same thing. Yeah. Sometimes they branch out into the schnitzel, but yeah, that's very rare. It's a rare occasion. That's where I'm feeling brave. Special occasion. I'll have the savory mince. It yeah. was a savory mince breakfast with two eggs on top. Just a huge amount of savory mince. The pl- this place is all about having a lot of food. You know, big toast and everything. But the mince was the draw. It was. It was amazing. Uh, and I... So the, so the pizza, Peter, just to round off that other story, is get it, they, they bring out a line of pizzas, so they thought, oh, brilliant, we'll make a sand pizza where it's pizza with savoury mints on it, which which I just think is going to... That gonna, sounds awesome. I don't know, man. Oh, that sounds great. I'm really Have afraid. you ever had, like, mints on a pizza? I will. It's quite nice. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, lovers. Yeah. yeah. As long as they don't, like, put too much. Yeah. But that's their thing. No, but I feel like that it's not going to be like, like a, like a pie. 
Like, yeah, I'm hoping. Like, each piece is like weighs half a kilo. It, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them, but I, I'm hoping it's not. Anyway, the real problem happened today. This was a historic, an historic event in in my life today because I sat down and I very rarely eat there now because I'm 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 trying to save money. But I, I sat down there, ordered my thing, which now cost eight dollars just from the Sam discount. <laughs> um, the loyalty discount. And I ate my potato first. Started hooking on this mince, and it was awful. It wasn't like a subtle change to the recipe. It was awful. It was so bad that I could not eat it. You know, I tried, gave up, tried again. You know, like, it was just, it was so, it was so bad that, like, it was that thing where you eat it, and you can't help but have a reaction, like, a reactionary expression. You can't help but grimace. It's really bad. It was like, uh, it was like, I... It was so sweet all of a sudden. It was like you'd put a bunch of cherries in savory mince or, or something. Or like they'd, instead of adding salt, they added sugar, sugar or something. Yeah, it was, God, it was terrible. And I and, and I just completely panicked because what do you do? And I, so I started asking people for help is what I did. And what's really great, what's really telling about everyone that I asked is that they all answered with a different thing. And it was just all reflective of who they were as a person deep down. <laughs> you know, so I asked my girlfriend first, who said, I pretend to be sick. Um, which is a very sort of classic thing for her to say. It's like, it doesn't upset anyone. You know, it's like a good excuse. It's, uh, it's a white lie. Um, I talked to my mum, who said, demand a refund. Which is <laughs> pretty reflective of my mum. And... I uh, rang Peter, who said, eat it, mate. Just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Just tough it up and eat it. Yep. Um, uh, I did none of those things. Yeah. I decided, and, and as is, I was on the phone to Peter. A, yeah, you, like, you should uh, tell it. Yeah, quite possibly what is a reflection of your character yeah. is you just ran. <laughs> like I you ran are, on yeah, the phone You're Peter. on the phone, because we were like organizing um, what beer we were going to drink in the podcast, and yeah. I was like on was my way late. over yeah. and stuff. Um and I got to Sam's place and he was already eating. Yeah. You just said the name. I've just said the name. Uh, we can cut that out. Yeah. So I was on the phone to Sam and he was at this particular establishment that is... <laughs> having an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, he was at this particular establishment and he was in the middle of eating. and um, In the middle of not eating. In the middle of not eating. Yeah. Uh, and he whispered... Very, very gingerly. Yeah. Because they're right there. Peter, they're, um, I'm, I'm having a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Um, and and then sort I of while we're on the phone, he, he ran. I slid out my chair first and then I stood up like I had an emergency and then I briskly walked off. First, no, first everything. of all, you waited to make sure that they were being served, that they were yeah. serving another customer. Yeah, so they couldn't run out after me, and you, and you just ran. I just, I just liked it. I'm not yeah. proud of it, but I just, you I tucked just your tail it. between your legs and yeah, just I just bugged off to a different establishment <laughs> to get lunch. <laughs> and now I never can never go there again. Yeah, it's over. The great, the dream. I it's feel crashed. like you can, de- you definitely can, and you definitely should go there again. I don't know. I don't know what and I'm gonna do. I know, I know, I'm very certain that you probably actually won't go there again because you're Sam and you do, you get caught up on weird things like that sometimes. <laughs> um, 
which is fine. <laughs> yeah. I, if Very it was clearly. me, if it was me, I would go back. Yeah, I know. Um, if it was you, you would and, eat them. And if it was me, I would go back and just hope they never mention it. Yeah, see, that's. Um, I don't feel like that's a good. You know what I think is probably the right thing to do in air quotes is what my mum said because at mm. least you you've spared everyone. You've told them, oh, you're making a horrible yeah. meal. You know, you you should stop that. And they would have listened to me. I've been there for five years. What I really should have done is that, I suppose. Yeah, and, and sort of your solution and my solution and Olivia's solution is... All avoidance. It, yeah, it, it's all just prolonging the awkwardness. If yeah. you'd done your mum's thing, you would have, like, got it out in the open straight away. You don't have to be... Now you're going to be thinking about it. Every yeah. time you get, you get lunch and you're like, oh, I could have some savoury mint. Oh, wait. No, I couldn't. No, I can't. Yeah. Um, because like I you was, probably you probably should have because I was a even food if cow. you didn't ref, re, um even if you didn't demand a refund. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have done that. I probably wouldn't have the the, the huevos to demand a refund. Yeah, you could. Uh, I may you maybe should have just said, oh, did you uh did you change your recipe? Yeah, because it's shit. <laughs> yeah, and and tried to be like really subtle about it and sort yeah. of a bit apologetic. Like, yeah. No, maybe, I know it's, maybe never, it's definitely the right thing to do. Save everyone else. Throw myself onto the pyre. Yeah, I'm gonna withstand the the awkwardness. Yeah, and it's not like if it maybe if you had done it that way, it's not like they're ever gonna be. You know what? I wouldn't. Have I got, wouldn't think they're gonna be offended. Just to give you an insight into my mind, I weighed that option because I do. I, I you know what? I weigh everything. Like yeah. uh, this is. I'm never gonna get surprised if 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 like one day. One of these random things that's never going to happen happens to me. I'll be prepared. If I suddenly get jumped by like the man who's hit himself in my house, he's going to regret it. He's going to like there's going to be like six contingencies. I'm going to kill him. Um, so I, I I ran through that scenario um, of saying I would have started exact. I ran through that exact thing of saying, "Have you changed the recipe?" Um, but then I would have always been worried about going there afterwards because. Uh, I would be worried that they had like resented me for yeah. doing that, and then were spitting in my food. Yeah, but I feel like you're going to be like that anyway. So I probably would have. No avoided... matter what you you had done. Yeah. Like so, there was a thing time. About, think about that option though. Is yeah. that uh, almost thinking about it that way? You ha- you say yeah. I didn't like it as much, and then the conversation ends. Whereas you could have possibly had a conversation and found out what they, how they had changed the recipe and had some sort of more constructive conversation that didn't that end in them resenting Before you. Before I forget about it, I just have come up with the best example of my strange way of viewing the world. I remember this. It's still on my phone probably, but I was sitting at Wiley's and there was a new barista and he kept looking at me a little, a little strange. He did it like twice. So I was drinking my coffee and I'm not crazy, I swear. And I was drinking my coffee and uh, it tasted like a bit like kind of funny, like there was something really wrong with it. And I had this thought, uh, not as a, you know, an outside possibility, a really outside possibility. And I'm not saying this is probably like the, my number one possible reason for why the coffee tasted bad, but I thought just in case this guy has poisoned me, right? Just in case this guy's, you know, Agatha Christie'd me, um, I'll write down and, and, and I die and I like fall down. And I can't speak in the next 30 minutes. I want people to know that it happens. So what I'll do. 
So I wrote a note in my phone. I would my, just like to make a quick note that I'm shaking my yeah, head. In my iPhone notes. And I think probably, I can probably find it now, but I, I've got to... I, I, you I know, remember you telling me this. But it's, it's, it's like a practical thing. You know, like I wasn't like going to do anything, act on it or anything, because that's nuts. But I just thought, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt me to pre- be prepared in this way. So I pulled out my notes and I just entitled one of my notes, I've been killed. <laughs> And then I wrote in it, I wrote in it like a brief description of what the barista looked like and where he worked. And this is a little like, this who murdered me. I, I could have been the guy that solved his own murder. And what's wrong with that? I mean, it doesn't hurt anyone. I think it's a fantastic idea. But anyway, that's... that's I think it's an insane idea. <laughs> that's a window into my thinking. And if you're thinking, oh, this is a funny joke. No, it really is in my phone. It really is. I've been murdered. And I know who the killer is. I don't know. What if he had killed me though, Peter? On one hand, that would have been terrible because I would be dead. But on the second, Why? on the second hand, Why? Why would he I have killed you? I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's crazy. Or maybe he's been stalking me and I didn't know. You know? Ugh. That doesn't happen to regular people. I know, but I'm just saying. That only happens in the movies. There's no, there's no repercussion. I'm, I'm going to delete the message if I don't die. But on the off chance that I that please, I was please being tell me murdered, you didn't delete the message. I, I really know. hope you didn't. You know what? I'm going to keep scrolling through it as we're doing the podcast, and if it comes up, I'll I'll uh, come back and read it out. We can't find it right now. Anyway, that that's just being prudent. I think this is being prudent. Oh, I found it. Here we go. This happened to me on the fifteenth, uh, uh, the eleventh of the first, the fifteenth. Young guys poisoned me, poisoned my coffee at Wiley's. <laughs> you said the name again. Brief description. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, we talked about that analysis for 25 minutes. The homework movie. Yeah. The homework movie this week was Master and Commander, which is a movie that, um, that I really like. And for some reason, everybody thinks it's like, th- like a million years long. It's like everyone, everyone thinks about it as that three or four hour epic movie. That's such a yawn fest. It's two hours long. It's, two it's hours also not a yawn minutes. fest no, like, not at, at all. all. Uh, but Master and Commander is an adaptation of a of a pretty a well known book, um, and it follows the adventures of a captain and his crew uh, during Lucky Jack, Lucky Jack, played by Russell Crowe, uh, during the Napoleonic Wars, um, and they're they're you know, on a British a British the ship, ship, naval was called, ship. Ship was called the HMS Surprise. There you go, the HMS Surprise, which I, I like immensely. Yep. Um, and it, yeah, the story follows uh, that ship as they uh, engage with a, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the term, the privateer. French, French privateer. Yeah, French, French um, privateer ship, which Manowar. is basically, uh, it's like, they were like uh, legalized pirates. Yeah, basically. You know, they were hired, like a cross between a pirate and a bounty hunter, hired yeah. to steal things. Yeah, so like... Each of the different um, governments put out bounties, basically, on yep. the opposing team's ships. So the the French put out were giving rewards and making it legal for pirates to plunder ships that were flying the British flag. Yeah. Um, you and, be... and the British would have been doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So they're basically mercenaries, but yep. on the high seas. Yeah, and it's... Um... They're being attacked as they're running a mission 
on the far side of the world, uh, hence like the subtitle of the movie. Yeah. Um, to pick up oil from uh, I can't remember where, but it's it's sort of just past well, the Galapagos, is what it seems like. I thought no, I thought their mission was to um hunt pirates. No, no, no. They're, 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 there's a pickup that they've got a. I basically I think they've been. We have to go back now. I can't believe we don't know this, but basically they the reason that Russell Crowe needs to destroy that ship is because the ship has been hunting not him, but British naval ships that have been sent to pick up this oil. Yeah. So he needs to make he need, the real the re, the reason that the movie has tension is because they they don't need to track down the ship. They need to track down and destroy the ship before it reaches. The actual ships that it's trying to attack, which it does reach, some. it does reach them and comes and it comes back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's there's a whole other sub thing going on with the Galapagos, which is what I really remember as a kid when I first watched this movie. Uh, I remembered we were talking about this before, uh, before the podcast. I remembered nothing about the final sort of climactic battle. It's really not the thing that stuck with me. It was like the conversations between Russell Crowe and the Doctor, his his friend, his best friend on the ship. Um, because they, they're a really great, um, example of like friendship and how weird it is and how you, um, you can have a best friend who fundamentally sees the world, like disagrees with the way that you see the world and they can really, it can temper you and actually quite, you know, it can be quite beneficial. Mm. I really like that. For me, the movie is about their friendship more than it is about anything else, more than it is about like the naval battles Dude's getting their legs blown off. The whole issue of um, of like press gained men and how like the officers are all like chain of command and privileged and, and yeah, chain of command and all that shit. It's just about their friendship and their and their struggle, which mainly comes from the fact that the doctor wants to the doctor wants to save the men, stop uh, at Galapagos Island, so we can like document things, and it's yeah, so we can be like one of the first to yeah document before all Darwin visited there. Yeah, so it's a big deal. He could have just picked up all these, all these new discoveries. Yeah, it's great. It was a really, um, as someone who I'm not a bio, I'm not a, into biology by any means, but as someone who's like a scientist, you can sort of understand that same thing. I mean, at that time, and for for a guy in his profession, I mean, that's like, that's like me if. If we were on, if I was on some like spaceship, and we were having a Star Wars type battle, and my and and you wouldn't land us on Mars, you know, like just to be the first person there, everything you do and touch and see and collect is just a freebie. Yeah, you know, like, because you're the first person to do it. Yeah, like you could be like it. Actually, it'd be more like if we were in a big intergalactic battle. And did you see the announcement that bloody NASA made? Earlier in the week about how they've discovered a solar system with seven Earth-like planets. No. Let's just stop the Master Commander. Yeah, they had a big press conference and announced that they found seven Earth-like planets. So what do they they mean by Earth-like planets? Sorry, guys. They are likely to be able to support life. Wow. Yeah. Have like a Earth-like in terms of like atmosphere and... Well, it'd be like landing on one of... Actually, yeah, it'd be more like landing on one of those planets. Yeah. Where every bit of life... Is uh, is new? Yeah, you just pick it up and you discovered it. Do you know the 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 story? Actually, what what uh, them being on the Galapagos really reminded me of. Even though they don't really feature that often, I think there's one scene. There's a lot of lizards because there's an iguana that swims and 
that's the only iguana that does it. It was a big sort of uh, thing and big big weapon for for Darwin and his explanation of of evolution with these iguanas. But the biggest, the big icon in the Galapagos is the is the tortoise, right? Now, the, I love this fact that the Galapagos tortoise. I, I probably told this to you before. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, like there was a period of time between when the Galapagos tortoise was first discovered to when it was given a scientific name of years, years, the the tortoise never got a scientific name because in those days you battled up all the animals, you alive or dead and you took them back to England. And when they were back to England, like a panel of scientists looked at them and then a, a Latin name was assigned to them, right? None of them survived the journey. Do you know why, Peter? Because they got seasick. No, no. It's 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 so great. They so, they were they're apparently no one could possibly know now. They are supposed to be the most delicious animal on the planet. Is the Galapagos tortoise? It's amazing, and all and like so, none of them survived. Cause they were so tasty that on the voyage they would just be all eaten. <laughs> so crazy. tasty, and all the major descriptions of the tortoises in the early days, in people's journals and stuff, had nothing to do with the their biology at all. It was just people trying to capture exactly how how they tasted because they were so good, and they were trying to explain it to like their buddies back home. It was amazing. Apparently, it was like self buttering meat. We ate it and had this quality where it already tasted like buttered and seasoned and it was amazing. That's insane. I've always wanted to eat a Galapagos tortoise. <laughs> just just because it would be amazing. Well somehow I feel like that's probably about unfortunately idea. never gonna happen. Yeah, that's a really sad thing. <laughs> I guess. Um but Master Master and Commander, what what did you think of the movie? Because yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't remember a lot from when I first watched it, mm-hmm. but I sort of, as I started watching it again, I did. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really struck me was how young a lot of the crew was. Oh, yeah. Which I think was a testament to how, even up until like pretty recent past century, how the, the seaman's life, you sort of had the boats boy yeah. who started becoming a... They seem and, and officers. Yeah, like at a very there's very a, young there's age. A very, there's a really, really great actor actually who plays this young little kid who loses his arm. Yeah, a young officer who's really has an accelerated path to manhood, um, and he's he's a really great character. Yeah, he sort of skirts the line as well. Yeah, between he, the two guys, he's um he's sort of like a like a son to both of them. Yeah, uh, he's great. He's interested in science, and he's also. Interested, you know, being a hard man, being, battling and, stuff. and being a you commander, and the Napoleon. Most of the I've watched a few of these like shows and like where they reenact the British Navy, Napoleonic era kind of stuff, and uh, it's one of the few genres where I think they're pretty honest about that. They actually pick actors that are the age they're meant to be. Hmm. They have in both ways. I mean, there was a huge problem. Uh, there, were, there was a period where England was at war with France, old school France, and a pretty handily stomped them in ter- like on the water. The British Navy was a huge power, 
uh, in the world at that time. And the French had sort of nothing on them. And that was, that was the first time they fought. Uh, when Bonaparte was in, in power and that the, the French were still being ruled by royals. Uh, and in between that and... Bonaparte wasn't a royal. I mean, no, no, not... Uh, Bonaparte was the dude that killed the royals. Um, Louis. Yeah, King Louis. King Louis. And, and the 14th? All of his family. Um, and in between Louis getting killed and then being there's the revolution in France... And that first battle, there was this big moment where they would have this huge navy and it's always stagnant. It's one of like the the sort of grossest little parts of English history. Um, they refused to let a lot of people go because they'd all been pressed, all been press ganged into it. And part of the rules, part of the articles of war um, was that everyone was meant to stay on their ship. So they were just like floating sort of weird floating prisons. They would just float in the harbour. Um, mm. with everyone living on the ship and officers allowed to come back back and forth as they please. Um, and in that time, a bunch of... They had a really serious problem with captains being the masters of their ship, but also captains being like 70 with serious mental health problems. And there's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's like a few horror stories of those guys who just like, just went nuts. You know, we kill people for no reason. Nothing they can do about it. Hmm. Um, and that was a big problem. Age in both in in both directions is a big problem. But I totally understand what you mean. There's in a serious when Hornblower that I talked about before. They have a bunch of young people. I don't think they have any young officers that are quite that young. But um, they show a bunch of kids dying because powder monkeys were these little kids. They're just how like you imagine them to be. And those were the kids that in battle you just gave them a bag of gunpowder and sent them running to the cannon that they needed to run to. They died all the time. Yeah. It would be highly surprising if you didn't lose at least half of them in a battle, which is crazy. Um, and I think that not many people think about those guys. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of... Do you remember that other boat movie that we watched, In the Heart of the Sea? Yes, where they had, they had to bring kids... Whaling is such is so interesting. I still stand by that. It's obviously horrible. Mm. But, but that, old school whale, it just... That whole time period. How they overcame the mechanical sort of challenges of killing whales with the technology they had bringing the damn things back to the boat yeah harvesting them and all that was was really was really interesting Uh, but they needed a little guy to send them down into the brain of the whale because that's where the good oil was yeah and just being inside the brain of a dead whale would fucking suck yes it sounds pretty fucking crazy just sounds horrible yeah i I don't know. I think I remember... I, I do remember a lot of the little kids' scenes because they were quite good. Including when he get his arm, got his arm blown off. I remember the uh, guy, <laughs> the old bloke on there who's um, loses a bit of his... You know, his skull's depressed. Yes. And so they, <laughs> the doctors do this sort of open brain surgery on the ship where he's and replacing... It's, it's, I think that is, for me, the most iconic scene. And the yeah. scene I remember the most from that movie Everyone's is... looking? Is there's... They're sort of you sit the guy's sitting down in a chair, yeah, and the entire crew is like around the edge, watching down and seeing, yeah, calling out stuff like a gallery. Yeah. Is that his brain? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, which I think is really cool. Really cool. Pretty crazy. Brain surgery is a kind of weird thing because even now they have to do it to make sure that they haven't screwed anything up. You have You've to got to have awake. a personal wake, which yeah. is fucked. Just amazing. 
Yeah. Really morbidly fascinating. There's a, there's, there's a video that I watched at some point. There's a part of a, part of a, you know, one of those like real medical shows. Mm. We're getting off topic of Master and Commander, but right. to be honest, it's this, it's a really cool, it's a great, it's a really cool, great movie. movie. And that's the reason we're having a problem with it. Yeah. Um, I think everybody sh- should watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great it's a movie. Cool, it's a really, really cool Navy movie. If, if it was and a shit not, Navy movie, I'm sure we would have more to talk about. Yeah. There's not that many of those epic movies yeah. anymore. Like they, I feel like I haven't seen a movie of that kind of like, kind of like Gladiator or, yeah. or like this or the Lord of the Rings movies. That's just this big, long, epic tale. Pippin's in it. Pippin is in from it. Lord of the from Rings. Lord of the Rings. Um, oh. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a pretty pretty goddamn good movie. And for me, it's a, it's it's a movie basically mostly about friendship. Mm-hmm. I re- I really like how uh, Russell Crowe, who is arguably the main character, the ship captain, isn't just sort of morally right all the time. He he doesn't always come up with the brilliant solutions. He's a really great captain. He has those moments where he sort of tries to impart wisdom on people, including the bloke who ends up killing himself. Um. But he's also he's also got like a lot of problems. He has flaws. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, I, I like the scene well, where every well, night I would say he is overwhelmingly. Oh yeah, overwhelmingly like he's certainly overwhelmingly nice competent. Yeah, he's got that sort of like crazy main character competency going on. He's got that Denzel level of I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and to some extent, for a lot of the movie, he has that single-minded. Like revenge, very, drive very to go single, and fight, single-minded. fight this ship, and I think that's um, that's really his big problem. And, and that's kind of one of the turning points of the film is when he like realizes, yeah, oh, he sacrifices his sort of life goal for for his friend. He yeah. brings them back, and then his friend does the same thing for him. It's a great scene. I remember the first time I watched that movie being like as animated as as the, the 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 doctor when he crawled over the he like he's on the Galapagos they think they've lost the ship and it turns out the place that the ghost ship's been docking is in the bay on the Galapagos island and so like on the other side on the other of the side island. of the island they, they're actually docked on either side and he sort of crawls over and sees it and has to run back and um the first time I watched that movie I had that the, the benefit of being a kid so everything was like high stakes for me yeah. I watched Scooby Doo and it was high stakes um and yeah I remember having like my heart in my mouth like my fucking run and he ends up like running back drops the thing I think that's great I also love how and I think this is a hallmark of the book Uh, because it's a really book thing to do but um, how just nice and and simple um, the scene is where the doctor is injured Mm. it's just it's one of those things where uh, it doesn't really happen too many times in movies where they show something it's just sometimes stupid shit accidentally happens yeah and that is the kind of thing that happens all the time, and like, I'm, sure, I'm sure that sort of thing happened all the Those time. Those guns were so inaccurate. Yeah, you know what? I, what and I, they had like they had all this gunpowder and explosives oh, yeah. and like off food and just just like crazy shit. Crazy shit would have happened all the time. I'm sure that sort of crazy shit happens in the military all the time yeah. as well. And if you don't remember, like it's the scene where if you haven't done your homework, yeah, where it's the, scene the, where the doctor the, is out on the boat and he's he's admiring. His this bird decided to fly over the ship because it's a Galapagos bird, and the, and the master of arms um, wants to shoot. Has it. has a rifle and is going trying to sh- like following it around trying to shoot it for food for food, 
And, and, he, and, the, and he, so the doctor comes around the corner as he's following the bird on the deck and the master of arms turns to the bird and it sort of dives a little bit. So he's, he moves his gun down and he accidentally shoots the doctor. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that happens. And I think people don't put that in movies because they think like, well, yeah, you could say anything. Like, it's just one of those things. How is it? How is it like entertaining? Well, it's entertaining because like you can still have your characters deal with it in an incredible way. And I think I think in this case it's also interesting to see um on like a on a boat, how do you deal with some crazy instance like that? Like Yeah. Yeah. When you have basically shot your doctor, whoops, you have no there's no one else with medical there's training. There's that guy who who assists him. He's yeah. terrifying because He's terrifying because he's, he's terrified. He's, yeah, he's terrified and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And it just, man, like... And just the technology that, like, the, yeah. the medical technology they had back then and just... Ugh. Yeah. That self-surgery scene's pretty... Pretty like, gnarly. Pretty gnarly, isn't well, it? Yeah. Even though they don't show all that much of it. Self-surgery scenes are, like, this weird sort of fetish for the, for the public. I, like, I've noticed that. Everyone yeah. loves a good self-surgery scene for some reason. Hmm. Even if you get grossed out by it. Like, talking to... People when they like when I went when we all went and saw the uh, Martian with a bunch of friends and there's that scene where he like has to staple his stomach up. Everyone was like, do you, do you like remember, oh, but they were glued. They were like they couldn't could not look away. Do you remember watching 127 Hours? Oh, oh. that is some self surgery. That's a, maybe we should do that for a movie because that that's a brilliant. It's not. Like, some, it's not on Netflix though. Oh, there's yeah. some great elements to that. A filmmaking to that to that scene where he like chops off his arm with the use of like the like they change the colors quickly flashes black and white um just to try and indicate pain that's like just they make like painful noises or like hot flashes of light oh man Oof. that was a grisly scene it, yeah yeah anyway definitely watch master and commander it is a it's a great cool movie film we're sorry yeah i'm sorry we couldn't get too funny with it but you know what it's kind of difficult when you just like a movie yeah um so uh, I have something that I want to talk about. Go for it. Because I did something a bit different, and we're going to talk about something we've never really talked about on this podcast. Yeah. I went and saw the Green Day musical, American Idiot, last I'm night. Never, ever uh, talked about a musical before. No. Did we talk about La La Land with Chris? No, I, but like a... Like a musical musical. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... For those who don't know, uh, American Idiot was an album by the band Green Day. Yeah, if you don't um, know. A bit of a concept album sort of told a story about this guy called St. Jimmy. And how you don't want to be him. And how you don't want to be him. What is that a reference to? I don't want to be an American Idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Jimmy, dun, dun, Jimmy's, dun, 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 dun. Jimmy's not the, not the American oh, Idiot. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, go on. He doesn't want to be an American Idiot. Oh, right, right, right. Anyway, um... I didn't go see this. If no, you, you didn't go see it. One of the... For, for me, it was one of the albums of my childhood. Like, when I was young, it was Green Day's American Idiot and Powderfinger were kind of the two things that I listened to, like, a whole, whole lot. Yeah. Um, and I know Green Day, kind of, among music people, sort of once... It, it, the sort of seminal Green Day oh. is like their early stuff. Like, yeah. It was their first album, Dookie. But like a lot of 90s stuff, it also sort of suffers that, suffers that little bit of that era stigma. You know, if you talk, if you, if you were listening to the Green Day now, it would be, mm, I don't know. 
I don't know what I'm trying. To, it was one of those like uh, it's a it's, it was one of those like songs of a teenage generation. So it's always weird when you're listening to it as an adult. There's a lot of angst in those songs. Yes, and there is a lot of angst in this musical as well. Yeah. The, my first observation, because I haven't seen a musical in many, many, many years. Yeah. My first ob- observation when they opened with a song and a dance number was, musicals are fucking stupid. <laughs> like, musicals are so dumb. Oh, come and on campy. to my side of the fence, Peter. Yeah, musicals are so dumb and campy and just... Yeah. Of... They're such a different thing than watching movies. It depends on the pacing. It depends on the musical. Yeah, I think musical movies dead to me. Don't like them at all. I think it sacrifices a good movie and a good movie script for for song and dance. Don't like them. Yeah, like I will say that was my first thought, but then very very quickly it won me over, and I really really enjoyed it. I I do I do feel like a bit of like. I feel like I'm sort of like contradicting myself though, because I really like pl- like plays, musical musicals on stage. Yeah, you know, I've watched Fan of the Opera twice, and I've liked it both times. Well, that's what this was. It was on stage. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. they're almost a different beast for me. Yeah, rather than a movie musical, right? They're like, they're like Wicked and Grease are in two different camps in my mind. Hmm. Not the same thing. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what the story of the musical was is about these three friends who make this plan to get out of their shitty suburban lives in a small town in middle America and go make the big time in, in the city, in the big city. Go to the big city where dreams are made and yep. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's sort of about their trials and tribulations and just the shit time they have while doing that. Like, yeah. one of them doesn't even get to leave the town because his girlfriend gets pregnant. So he has to live in... It's rough. Yep. He's not allowed to go with them. And then another one of them gets drafted into the military, goes over to, like, Iraq and gets his leg blown off. And then the final one, who's the guy, like, final, kind of the final guy that sticks it out in the city, gets addicted to heroin, <laughs> um, meets this girl, falls in love, um... And then she breaks up with him, and he's heartbroken and goes back to his town. What's that, what's that musical where they all get AIDS? Because it's like that. Oh, is it Rent? No. Anyway, someone, <laughs> someone let me know. It sounds like that. It's just like yeah, a bad it's, time. It's like, it was, it was a really good musical, but I feel like, I don't know, I haven't seen a lot of musicals, but just the pacing was really weird in terms of how it told the story. Because it's kind of was sort of all bad for and sort of fuck fuck American basically every American's yeah. life. Because it was one of those times where you're watching that going, yeah, okay, it's not really that bad. Like life's not all shit. No, it was one of those times where I looked at it and went, actually, this is probably what a lot of people experience. Um, it's Rent. I just looked up musicals where they all get AIDS, and the first, <laughs> the first thing was Rent. It's Rent. <laughs> Um, no one can ever undo that on my search history. I feel like a bad person. But that's what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it, like it, it was very in keeping with the Green Day, like anti-establishment punk, punk rock sort yep. of vibe of like. It's interesting. Life that, is shit yeah. for a lot of people, and it's sort of that middle there America. No there was no punk hero, someone who broke away from the norm and. And found a better life. And was taught, like, singing about that sort of... Without that sort of angst. 
Yeah, um, usually in sort of that kind of regular punk rock, there's you run away or you don't conform. And yeah, well, stuff. it's about this this group of non-conformists who oh. moved to, who are like getting away from their shitty home life. Yeah, but it all doesn't work out for them, and it doesn't work out for them. Yeah. Um, and there's a big happy song at the end, but I mean, really, it didn't feel earned. So really, you should um, be an American idiot, <laughs> otherwise you get your leg blown off. And... Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. well, what 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 would you it recommend it to other people? I would definitely recommend it to other people. Okay. It's just as as a storytelling exercise. I just found it really interesting in terms of like the, the performances were were amazing and the sets were really good, and I I thoroughly enjoyed the musical. I thought it was great, but. When I really thought about the story, um, it was all a bit sort of de- like depressing and hmm. and I don't think, it, not a very uplifting message. Where's the attachment, where's the connection to actual Green Day? Like, did, yeah, did so, they have so, any so Billy, Billy Joe um, oh. Armstrong, he wrote it. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, big connection. Yeah, So, and a lot of the songs... So, he actually has a character, which is St. Jimmy, who's, like, the, the main dude is kind of dressed up to look like Billy Joe. Um, and he has this... There's, like, this character in his head who is St. Jimmy, who's Billy Joe in real life. Like, which he's, one? Ba- he's basically, like, a like a figment of his imagination kind of thing. And oh, okay. It, yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit weird. St. Jimmy, um, patron, saint of... He's, he's the G- Jesus of suburbia. <laughs> um, Patron saint of leather. <laughs> yeah. Patron saint of dyed black hair. Yeah. Nose rings. Um, lots of nose rings. Um, it's a flashy yeah, pan thing, wasn't it? What? Nose, nose rings ring. and spiky hair. Yeah. It, it, it really was, didn't last as long as like the, know, the current jerry hit. curls or faded, or faded jeans, you know. It was really... It's a brief moment in history when that was acceptable. I've seen I've seen nose rings. I've seen them, but not not the kind of punk nose rings. No, no. Um, but yeah, it, it, I I really enjoyed it. Um, okay, good. I'd recommend people see it. Although I don't think it's, I think it's probably sold out. I think it's only in Brisbane. So, but really, it is a music. Well, it's it, it's like a retelling of a musical that. Um, Okay. That Billy Joe wrote and was very popular on Broadway and won a bunch of awards and stuff. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but it was it was a really really cool experience. My entire family enjoyed it. Like went and saw it with the family. Yeah, Pretty, like mature themes. Don't take your little kids. But um, but yeah, it, well worth well worth seeing if you get the opportunity. Okay, good. When was the last time you saw a musical before this one? I don't even remember. I think I think my last one was uh, that was actually like a proper musical with a story. Um, it was probably uh, I want to say Wicked. I've seen Wicked twice. Yeah, I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen, probably both those. I, times I would have been. I would have been. It was before I was a teenager. So fan of the opera. I've probably been like ten years as a teenager, which was really good. Theatre's theaters yeah, a scary place. I don't man. know. It kind of made me want to go and see a bit more theatre. The, the last yeah. time I went to a play, I went and saw Macbeth. If we start reviewing really plays on this show regularly, people are going to think we're real wankers, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it kind of made me... We are. So maybe we should just go. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what I would love to see? Hmm. Is The Book of Mormon. Really? The, the South Park musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because it's supposed to be, like, excellent. Alright, I don't know what music I'd really like to see. I don't really know. That's, like, the only one I can think of. I don't know of that many musicals. I, I suppose I'd like to see The Lion King, although that'll probably never come back. Yeah. My first musical was, uh... In primary school, we were dragged along to see it because our swimming teacher um, had gotten a part. He was like one of those dudes who was like a rock kind of guy. And he got in a part in this play called uh, Macbeth the Rock Opera. And it was like a... Oh my God. It's like a rock version of Macbeth. He was oh, actually pretty, that is, pretty great. He that is ex- hilarious. He looked exactly like Tim Minchin. Exactly. He's like the wild hair and the mascara. I would love to see Macbeth as a rock opera. With your with the guy who teaches you breaststroke <laughs> uh singing in, in main stage. It, it was yeah, it was weird. It was like not the kind of content that like ten year olds would be engaged with people topping themselves and all that sort of stuff. Oh man, that's hilarious. It's weird. And I watched another thing, but we don't have time for yeah, it. So I, I'm gonna I have to. I had another over. thing I wanted to talk about as well. We got to once again about plays and things. Yeah, once again, well, if you want to, you know what? If you want to play along with me next time, uh, and you've already done your homework, uh, I'm want to talk about Animal Kingdom because it's a not the, the TV not, show. The TV not show, me. yeah. The, there's a really good Australian crime drama called Animal Kingdom, um, and uh, I loved it. And so when I hear, heard that there was an American an American TV show version of it. I just thought, oh, fuck that. I'm not, not going to watch it. But you actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's really good. It's really good. In fact, um, the guy who... Um, oh, the guy who plays the, the mad brother in Animal Kingdom, the movie, who I really, really love. Um, he He's an Australian actor. He's a yeah. treasure. He should be in more things. I'm trying to remember his name right now, but uh, I can't. He's a bit weird. He's, uh, he was in Rogue One is the latest it's thing not, he's been in. It's not Maz Mickelson. It's, he's got a similar sort of name. Yeah. Schmaz Mickelson. Yes, that's it. Sam. That's it. Schmaz Mickelson. Yeah. I remember now. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. Great actor. Underutilized. You know, he needs to be in more stuff. He plays crazy really well. Is he in the TV show? No, he's in the movie. Um, right. And his character in the TV show... I am going to say he's played at least as well. Hmm. It's actually almost a better performance from the TV show guy, which is... Saying something. Saying something. And it's it's kind of unheard of for that kind of thing. Anyway, we'll talk about that next yes, week. Yes, so go watch Animal Kingdom if you want to keep up with me. Uh, we'll the homework movie that we're going to do this week is a bit of an odd one. <laughs> we're doing the Netflix original Girlfriend's yeah. Day. And you know what? I'm going to tack on extra... Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Who is uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Soul and Biblical Soul. Um, I am going to like extend this episode for like three or four minutes this time. Bear with us because I want to tell you the saga, that, like the journey that we went on to pick the homework movie Ugh. for this week because there were so many options and we almost went for this show, this movie, whose trailer you should watch called out Cool Dog. Yes. What a what a trailer. What a trailer. The, the, and what, <laughs> it is a movie about it's a on Netflix. cool... Dog. It's on Netflix. If you don't, uh, if you try, like, if you search dog and you're trying to find it, it's the it's the dog with sunglasses on. It's the it's dog a with live action on for the movie called Cool Dog. Yeah, it's a live action movie where this boy moves to New York and is separated from his dog, but his dog heroically finds him again. And just in the trailer, you see the dog doing some mediums, you know, lassie type things like. Uh, Boarding the correct boat to get back to his owner. Boarding the correct train. Boarding the correct subway car. 
And then you, and then he moves on to driving a car with sunglasses on, like with a little like puppet paw on the wheel. <laughs> driving a train with all like the, the pedals, playing the harmonica. Uh, what else does he do that's just absolutely ridiculous? Playing just, playing checkers. Just be a general cool dog. Yeah. So I mean, we, we, we yeah we we sort of toyed with the idea, but we thought it was a bit too crazy. So we went with. I think I think also we decided it's probably too bad a movie. Yeah, we went with this movie that had an equally as weird trailer that we think might actually be maybe okay. Yeah. So the movie's yeah. called Girlfriend's Day. It is by no means a rom com. Don't panic. Um. It's weird, man. You yeah, know, it's, you, it's not, it's not to, very long either. You're just going to um, have to watch the trailer, because the yeah. trailer gets a yeah, little Watch the trailer and you'll be convinced. Yeah. Trust us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as always, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening to us ramble. We, yep. we went completely off topic for the most the, the entirety of the episode, and I think it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. I had fun. Um, Please so, tell me if there so, was an optimal solution to my saving hands <laughs> problem. <laughs> um, You've got it. Yeah. Uh, like us on Facebook... That's the best place to keep up to date. If you follow us on Instagram, it's really helpful. We might actually post the trailer for Girlfriend's Day um, on Facebook. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, So, yeah, like us on Facebook. Follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. I'll throw up a link to Cool Dog. Yeah, watch Cool Dog. um, (laughs) And, and, no, just watch Cool Dog. Uh, And, yeah, that's it. We're done. Podcast, Podcast over.